0: Welcome to the Equip Entrepreneur podcast. My name is Elizabeth Laconi, and I'm a business strategy coach, published author, and the woman you want in your corner as you navigate your business journey. If you're in a season of pivot, shifting, or just knowing that there's more that you're called to do and seek the clarity and strategy to guide you through this season, then you're in the right place, friend. My goal in this podcast is to teach you the life lessons and the strategies that I've personally learned over the past decade of being an entrepreneur. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of She Gets Me Entrepreneur Chat on topics guaranteed to boost your confidence, business growth, and income. If you're ready for tactical skills mixed with some sisterhood real talk about the world of entrepreneurship, then let's make it a date weekly and take this journey together, friend. Welcome back to another episode of the Equip Entrepreneur podcast. I am continuing my series throughout the month of October, which is all for mental health awareness very near and dear to my heart. And today I want to specifically talk about how we grow businesses with an anxiety disorder. This is very specific, but this month is going to be very specific, tailored to anyone who currently is or has ever suffered from a mental illness. And friend, we just need to talk about it. I just think that we need to lay it out there and have a conversation. If you clicked on this, my gut is telling me that I'm speaking to you or I'm speaking to someone that you know, or maybe I'm speaking to a former version of you and you've gotten a grip on your anxiety. Friend, I just want to start by saying, I see you. If an anxiety disorder is part of your daily life, I see you. And if you're running your own service-based business at the same time, well, <laughs> I deeply, personally understand what you're growing through. Launching, let alone successfully running a business, is no small feat. And anxiety adds yet another challenge to the mix. It can feel like a constant battle trying to make it, without melting into a puddle of constant anxiety at times. If you're anything like me, you care deeply about your work as well as the clients or customers that you work with. And that's a beautiful thing, but it means that you're likely investing even more time and energy and emotion into the outcome. It's really easy to see why so many of us struggle with anxiety on a consistent basis so over the last decade i have built different types of businesses whether it's photography business network marketing a coaching business all while managing my anxiety that has been up and down throughout the entire 10 years and although anxiety can throw me a curveball when I least expect it. I'm grateful that I've been able to consistently achieve most of my business goals without sacrificing my mental health. I will say that network marketing, the reason that I left it is because my mental health was not good, and my physical health was not good. And that is not a slam to the industry. It is just the industry that happened to be (laughs) the, the thing that I was doing when I realized that my own mental and physical health was not where it needed to be. You know, it took a lot of intentional planning and very imperfect action on my part in order to achieve anything that I did while managing my anxiety, while being in the midst of those ups and downs mentally and I'm not going to pretend that it's been smooth sailing because it absolutely has not there are definitely times where I have to shut down work and I cannot do things because I cannot focus I can't get out of bed some days but the important thing is that you get back up and so if you are someone who is listening to this who is in a season of anxiety Or maybe you're someone who has been in a season of anxiety and you're landing on this episode because you don't want to make any mistakes moving forward in terms of how you grow your business and sacrifice your mental health. I just want you to know that I see you and this is something that I am consistently learning as I go. I don't think I'll ever truly get it correct and right, but I have learned a lot over the years of how to show up in my business while not necessarily feeling at a 10 in my mental health. Because here's the thing, I have definitely been privileged enough to take a long extended break from, at the time, my network marketing business when I mentally and physically could not do work. That's the power of residual income. I was still getting paid. Thank God for that. Otherwise, if I had been in a traditional career, I would not have been able to afford to do that. And so not everybody has the opportunity to just put pause on on work And take care of themselves 100%. And the reality is, is that we have to learn how to manage it and still show up for work because we need a paycheck, right? And for some of us, I think it's actually healthy. For me, I know when I get too much in a pause, too much um, in the feminine, I get too much in my head and that actually makes my, my symptoms worse, whether it's depression or anxiety, I don't believe in full distraction, but I do think moving in action and having things to do actually does help. I want to give some tips based off of personal experience, but there is an important note, obviously, before we begin. Although I'm more than happy to share my own experience, there is absolutely no substitute for personalized support and help from a counselor and a therapist. I am not a counselor or a therapist. So if you feel like your anxiety is running your life or that you need help, I really encourage you to reach out to someone who can offer that support and help you find ways to manage your anxiety. Psychology Today has a great location-specific directory of counselors, social workers, therapists, and other professionals who are there to help you. So with that said, I want to talk about some things that I have had to learn over the years that I want to pass on to you and see if it's something that would benefit you. So the first one is really developing a routine to check in with yourself. Self awareness has been the biggest asset in my own mental health journey over the years. Developing that emotional muscle requires that you get to know yourself and you check in with yourself often, even when it's not fun, even when you have to really face reality. So, as part of my daily routine each morning, I check in with myself and I examine how I'm feeling what am I thinking? What are my thoughts? How do I feel about those thoughts? Is any anxiety physically arising in my body when I wake up and I'm thinking of these thoughts? And if so, how does it feel? Where do I feel it? And how can I show myself compassion during this experience? This helps me start my day and knowing where I need to actually start so if I'm waking up with anxiety or I'm waking up already feeling overwhelmed, the last thing I'm going to do is go straight into looking at my phone or going into work or even checking texts and having conversations with anybody. I know that I need time for me because I need to figure out where this is coming from. So a lot of times what I will do is I will practice breathing exercises. I will do a meditation um, I will go outside and take a walk because that will help just reset. And then there's supplements also out there. Like a lot of times I believe when we wake up and we already feel that it could be our cortisol that's too high. And so there's a supplement that I take that can help bring that down. But really, I think the thing that is so important for people is that level of self-awareness of like knowing How you feel, and taking that split second to just check in with yourself. Like, how do I feel right now? Do I feel good? If I'm feeling good, great. Let's move forward. If not, okay, let's sit here and let's think about this. Let's not overthink it, but let's just think why do I feel this way? How does this feel in my body? What can I do right now to calm it down? Because the last thing you're going to want to go do is work. The last thing you want to go do is have a conversation with someone because that's just going to heighten everything. So that would be tip number one. The second thing is creating clear boundaries. Now, I know we hear that B word a lot. And the reality is, is that I believe that anxiety thrives in chaos. The more structure you have in your day, even if you're a type B personality, I'm type A, But even if you're type B personality, the more you can lean into that structure and know when and where you're meant to show up. You can create boundaries with your time, your relationships, your social media consumption, and other things. And a great place to begin is just to look at what actions or activities or people are currently peaking and triggering your anxiety. That can be a very telling exercise Then you're going to look and see what boundaries, if any, you can implement that would lessen that anxiety or allow you to only engage with those people or situations for a limited amount of time. Social media is a great example of this. I feel like we're going to have a future episode that really talks more about this. But if you know that following certain people... Or in general, like just scrolling in general on Instagram triggers you and makes you feel as if you're behind or you should be doing something a different way, and it's creating this anxiety in you, then you need to create a boundary around that. Whether that is hiding someone, whether that is unfollowing someone, whether that is putting a timer on Instagram, or just taking a detox from social media. Social media is not designed to give us anxiety, but it sure as heck will do it for us. And if we're already prone to anxiety, then going to something that is really going to expedite it for the majority of people is not the right direction. And so that's just an example of of one kind of boundary. I will tell you a boundary that I created after, well, towards the very end of my network marketing journey. In network marketing, there were a lot of calls, like team calls, that either I would lead or be a part of that were like at nine o'clock at night, anywhere from 8 30 to nine o'clock at night. And it was because that was the easiest for most people to get on. And over time, I started to realize that I couldn't fall asleep. Like I was very triggered. My nervous system was just not healthy. And it was creating this anxiety every night. And I was I was having insomnia. And what I had to do, and it has continued now into my business, is I shut off business I shut off business and I will not absolutely hands down I don't care if it's a free training do any calls in the evenings I know that that is a personal boundary for me not only because I value my sleep but because I know that it revs up my nervous system like that's the time for me I don't want to have a a, a real revved up nervous system and and even excitement at nine o'clock at night I want to be winding down I want to be like getting ready for bed. And so that was a boundary that has followed me into what I'm doing now where I will not take calls no matter what it is in the evenings. Another thing that you can do is really reshape your mindset around self-worth. Anxiety will tell you all sorts of stories about yourself about what others think of you and it's been incredibly powerful in my own journey to reshape how i view my own self-worth especially in the entrepreneur community where we can easily tune into people's highlight reels literally on instagram it can be dangerously tempting to think that what you do or how well you do it means that you're a better entrepreneur Even phrases like charge your worth tell us that our worth is tied to what we do or what we charge. I've got a little truth bomb for you. Your worth isn't tied to anything you do, any title you hold, or anything outside of your own body. You are worthy simply because you exist. You are worthy even if you don't do another cool thing or impact another person's life for the rest of your time you have worth coming from your pores. So the next time your anxiety tells you that you should do X, Y, and Z in order to keep up with everyone else, tell it thanks, but no thanks. If you resonate with any of this, I want you to share this with a friend, a business owner, an entrepreneur who maybe isn't clinically diagnosed with anxiety, but just struggles with the overwhelm and the stress of business and needs tips, needs some support in order to show up every day and do what they love, but also take care of them at the same time. I hope this was helpful for you. And we'll be back next week for another episode in this series of mental wellness. Hey friend, I hope today's episode equipped you with what you need to feel inspired to take action or even change. And if so, I would be so grateful if you would leave me a review and then share this on social media with a friend or a colleague who could benefit. So much of what I share, if not all of what I share is exactly what I've walked through. So I relate to you more than you realize. And hey, if you're craving more and are ready to connect beyond this podcast, I'd love to encourage you to connect with me on Instagram. That's at Elizabeth Licoque.